Most people don't talk about this. Being successful in roofing sales usually comes from the depths of suffering and struggle. And John is a first year sales rep who shared his journey with me. His breaking point came when his fiance discovered that she was pregnant. He was working a factory job, not making enough money and decided to jump into sales. He went from car sales to plumbing and electrician attempt, didn't quite get the job, to home security system, stumbled his way into roofing. In one month in, nothing to show for it, he came home to find his fiance crying, holding their newborn and turning to John and saying, we are officially flat broke. Now fast forward, John made it, but John wanted to come in and do this interview, not to share and brag or boast about his success, but to inspire others because he was inspired by the interviews on this channel. Now I had the opportunity to meet John at an Owens Corning event in Alabama not long ago. And in fact, his company and John himself was trained using my sales system. But this interview, this isn't about sales training. It is about the mindset of going from the darkest places that we experience to a place of success, to a place of prosperity, and to a life transformation, which is exactly what John is gonna share with you in this interview. Now, let's get started. John, thanks for joining me on the channel, my friend. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. You were reaching out over over Facebook Messenger, and as you know, because you've watched the channel, I don't bring everybody on. I don't. I don't do it a lot of these interviews because I'm really selective of the folks that I that I want to share that there's something valuable for for people to take away from. And the first thing that I asked you right when we started, right before we started recording, was why did you decide to to reach out and initiate this whole thing to begin with? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and one of the reasons why why I reached out was I remember just spamming your content and which one that I, I really liked was when all when guys came on there and talked about their personal experience um yeah. and and when you when you start in this journey of the roofing industry a lot of times you you really don't know which way to go like okay you've got a ladder okay now you got cougar paws and you maybe have a pitch hopper but what what do you do now? And, and watching the guys that you interview talk about their their personal stories really really kind of made me feel a little bit better, if that makes sense, about mm -hmm. the struggles that they faced. That I wasn't the only one that was facing those struggles, and that I, I just wasn't failing at the job. Yeah, you're not alone. That's why I wrote the book. It's funny I actually haven't even had a copy on my desk, but that's why I wrote my book. It's because so many people they've faced these these struggles. You know, we we look on the internet we. As, as you probably read in the book, we have this comparison creature within us. Like, man, they're doing great. Why, why is it not going so great for me? But the truth is that starting in this industry, it's funny. I actually just on my other monitor uh, did a keynote presentation on, on recruiting. And I said, uh, when you hire people, do you tell folks the ugly truth that everyone experiences and no one talks about? Like, you'll hate your job at first. You're going to face your inner demons, your darkest demons, that there are going to be For days sure. that you can't muster up the courage to get out of your truck or let alone bed. That your motivation is going to dwindle because you haven't tasted success. You'll be tempted to quit. Your family and friends are going to doubt you and tell you to go get a stable job. Your spouse or significant other is going to say, "Why aren't you bringing home the kind of money they promised you?" And no one, no one tells right. you this up front. It's like, but we all go through it. So, right. yes, sir. So bring me back. You know, you shared some of your story with me on on Facebook Messenger. I've got my notes up here. But what what really captured my attention when you said that your fiance ended up pregnant when you were working in a factory and you said, I knew I had to find something that pays well. So let's start there. 
Talk me through your journey when you find out that your fiance is pregnant. Where were you working at the time? Yeah, so I was actually, and and a lot of people in my hometown went to work here. So it was kind of like, okay, so you need to make money, right? I I didn't do well in college. So I started at, it's called uh, Tiffin Motorhomes, actually. And it's a -hmm. a motorhome factory. And for there, it's not really a bad job. But at this point in time, I'm, I'm 23 years old, right? when my fiance, you know, gave me, gave me the phone call that, that she was, (laughs) that she was pregnant. And as a, as a guy and soon to be provider, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of freaking out at that moment of time. You know, I'm barely, you know, at this, we don't live together at this point in time and I can barely afford to pay for myself, but you add another human being into the mix that's coming. You have to figure out something. And I remember her dad, which is actually a pastor. So that was, that was, a conversation to have. And, and he sat me down and was like, okay, so what's your plans? And at that moment of time, I had no earthly idea. Was it, was it go to the military or was it go work night shift somewhere else that where you can make more money at? And I remember at growing up, my grandmother was in uh, life insurance sales and I, I had people tell me, oh man, well, maybe you should try out sales. So the first thing I did, like everybody else, you, you get on Indeed and, and you scroll down through there and and you're looking for sales jobs. And then I, I took a I took a job at a dealership selling cars and actually did did pretty well. But the, the only problem was I hated staying in an office all day long, 11 hours. And by this time, you know, our, our son is here. And then my, my fiance is, is not happy with me because I'm gone all the time, even mm-hmm. though the money the money was you know better from what it was. But at the same time, do you have to juggle that point of. Do you be at home with your family or do you neglect that and and go out and try to make more money? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that that after after being in car sales for about two to three years, it's kind of when I I decided to maybe look for something else. Yeah. And then you ended up it says that you interviewed at a staffing sales gig for electricians and plumbers. And it sounds like you got excited about that opportunity. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I so after after I get done bouncing around from dealership to dealership and at at this point in time, I'm absolutely out of money, no money at all. Uh, My luckily enough, my fiance graduated nursing school and we were living off her salary. And and I remember before, you know, I started before when I left the car dealerships, I was bouncing around. We had Christmas and it was it was very, very, very sad because she bought she bought like four or five gifts. And that's that's all the money we had to buy Christmas with. And as a father and a provider, that's not, that's not a great feeling, right? You, you want to be the man of the household and the man that, that takes charge and all of that. Um, but so I had this, I had this interview at this staff, it was Redmont staffing or something like that. And they, they brought us in. Well, it started off with a $60,000, $60, a year salary. And then plus, you know, they had a cut, you got to, you had your phone bill paid for, they paid for gas and, I remember telling Helen, which is my fiance, about the opportunity that I had. We're we're all excited. And in my mind, I'm like, I, I got the job. You know, I'm gonna make sure I have the job. I'm gonna speak well. I'm gonna dress well. Well, I, I get to the hotel that they're they're interviewing us at. And of course, I'm I'm sizing, I'm watching all the guys. They brought us all in to interview us together, which was kind of kind of awesome, right? Uh, and I'm watching all the guys come in and I, I look at all of them, sizing them up. And I'm like, oh man, I, I got a, I got a suit on, I got a tie on. I've got this, you know, this is great. This is going to be awesome for my family. And for me, things are finally going to be get to get better. And then as I'm talking to the guys that I'm interviewing with, one guy mentioned to me 
I said, I, I asked him, like, what where did you, what industry did you come from? Because I, I come from car sales, right? Thinking that, you know, everybody else was coming from sales, too. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I come from the roofing industry. And I'm like, okay, so you built roofs. He was like, no, dude, I, I didn't build them. Uh, I'm actually helped homeowners with insurance companies or if they if it wasn't insurance, we would actually go retail and help them get a new roof. And I said, OK, how, how do you do that? And he said to me that he would drive around in his truck and just look at roofs and look for old roofs. And I'm like, well, how do you know if a roof's old? Because at this point in time, I'm thinking about a roof is just a roof. Right. Yeah. And the one thing that I, I, I remember him telling me that it was the easiest 10K he's ever made in his life a month. And then, and that guy actually ended up getting the job. So after that, that's when I went down the spiral of roofing companies that were hiring. Yeah. So walk me through that. You said that there was another one that, that, that a job opportunity, but it was night shift or almost night shift. It was three thirty to nine thirty. We're selling sec security systems. Let's. I don't yeah. want to skip that. And then let's get into your 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 journey in the roofing world. So you went yeah. from car sales. You're searching for a job. You do this group interview. You want this plumbing gig. You think you got it in the bag. It slips away right. from you. You hear about this roofing opportunity, but you don't quite bite on it yet. What happens right. next? So I, I had a, a another interview after I didn't get that one. And it was with, I wanted to stay in sales. I absolutely love sales. I love customer service. I love being able to provide a service to a homeowner to make them happy, right? Um, so I, I knew that I needed something quick. You know, we're, we're low on money. So I, I've got to find a job. And I had one more interview lined up. And it was uh, ADT security systems. And I, I, at this point in time, I'm like, man, you know what? I, I've got I've got to do something. So I, I'm going to go talk to him. And if everything rolls right, I'm taking the job. So I, I go and talk to him. It was a very, very nice environment. All the guys were, were super awesome. And but the, they mentioned to me that I'd have to work from like 3.30 to 8.30 or maybe even 9 at nighttime. And, I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, how am I going to do that? You know, he Helen, she's a night shift nurse. How would I how would I be able to who's going to who's going to watch our child? Right. How am I going to go out here and sell security systems and nobody being at home watching our child? So after that, after the interview, um, I, I thought about it. I'm like, man, I, I've got to do it. You know, I'm going to have to go home, tell Helen, look, we've got to find a babysitter immediately. I'm taking this job opportunity. And, and in the meantime, I, I went to the gym, you know, just to kind of clear my mind. And uh, I had a I had a really good a really good chest workout. And if you if you know anything about working out, you always most of the time you feel better after you work out. And while while I was lifting, I I looked down at my phone and I had a some a Ridgeline Roofing and, and Restoration was calling me. And I'm like you, I'm like you know what man I I just don't even want you know I, I'm tired of interviewing at different places, getting my hopes up, just not being the right job. So I, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna stick with the ADT system. And then I, I get done. I leave the gym. I'm feeling good. I got a good chest pump. I'm like, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call him back. And uh, I, I actually I, I called him back, and it was our our supplementer that I talked on the phone with. And I was like, Hey, yeah, my name's John Eaton. I had a missed call from you guys. And he actually thought he was looking in the CRM to see if, like if I had like a roofing issue or if I was calling to get my roof checked out. And uh, I told him I was like, No, I think you guys. I put in an application online. And I think you guys were reaching out to me. And then we ended up talking for probably a whole hour, just talking to Nathan. And he was like, man, I, I've got to get you in touch with the, the general manager here. I, I think you, I think you're what we're looking for. Um, so I need to get you in touch with him immediately. And um, after that, uh, Justin, which is our manager, he called me and I talked to him. 
And I fell in, once again, I fell in love with the idea of not having to, to be in an office, what, what they were offering as a company, what they stand on as a company. And I, I remember, you know, I, I remember this guy at the, when I was talking to him at the staffing agency, he was leaving because he didn't like what his company, what, what, what they were out to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, I'm, kind of, I'm trying to keep this in the back of my mind, but I, I couldn't help but to love everything that the manager was saying on the phone. So they, they, after that, they set up a meeting for us to meet in person after that. Wow. So the rest is history. Cause you, I can see that you're wearing their clothes. Oh man. Yeah. And they're, they're OC contractors. You and I got a chance to meet the event in Alabama. So fast forward, you take the job. You, you said this to me and I'll tell you, this is actually the, the sentence that said, I, I really want to interview uh, John for the channel. And you said to me, a month went by and I came home one evening and heard my fiance crying and went to yeah. see what was wrong. And she was holding my son and she stated that we were absolutely broke. And, and that was, you said, a, a month in. So, you know, I see your joy now. And so many people see the joy, the excitement that life, is, life has changed. We wonder, how did we not get in this industry sooner? But what people Amen. don't talk about, and I want to inspire more people to not quit before they hit pay dirt is the start in the, the the challenge, the heartbreak, the frustration, the relentless pursuit when you have nothing. So talk to, tell me the story of what happened as that month went by up until the breaking point when your fiance was, was holding your son crying and saying that you guys were broke. Yeah. So like, just like anything else, you know, you, you go through training and, and then they get you your equipment and I, I was out by myself at this point in time because I, I told my manager, I was like, you know, listen, I, I've got to make some money and, and fast. So I need to be I need to be able to go out on my own and, and knock doors and try to get on roofs. And so this is kind of going on. I'm still trying to figure out everything. And then I, I come home one evening and I and usually, you know, she's there to greet me at the door, just like any other significant other. Right. How is your day? Mm -hmm. How is everything going? And this whole time, she's been the backbone of everything because she's been paying for everything, all the bills, all all the food. And at the at that point in time, I'm I'm driving a, a Mercedes car, and she's paying the gas and that. She's paying she's paying the car payment. I, I don't like to really talk about it because it's kind of embarrassing to me. But she she was holding everything together. And then one day, I, I get done, kind of kind of being in the field, kind of being nervous to be in the field, and I, I come inside and. And I, I hear somebody crying and immediately like, oh, my goodness, what's what's going on? What's wrong? And I walk in there and she's she's crying, holding my son. And, and if you know anything about being a father or just being in a relationship, you, if your significant other is upset about anything, you want to be there to hold them and, and tell them everything's going to be OK. But at, she was telling me that we were literally we were literally eating crackers and ramen noodles. Right. And I, it's just it's it's heartbreaking to see somebody that you love not get what they deserve. So at, at that moment, at that very moment when she was holding my son and then she was crying, my soon-to-be wife, right? I, I told myself, no more games. I don't care how you feel. You may be anxious. You may be nervous, but you're going to get out the truck. You're going to shut the truck or the car door at that moment of time. You're going to get out there. And I know one thing. I, I might not have the best pitch at the door. I might not know the slap formula at the door. But I, I do know if I it's a numbers game. So if I could just find that one person who actually needs my service and actually believes in me and what I'm telling them and, and showing them the documentation that and they can trust me, you know, that that could be this that could be that one person that could lead to a sale. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, after that, you know, the, 
when that breaking point happened, I, I was knocking 50, 60 doors a day until I, I until I got my first sale. And it was it was a very it was a very next day. I was actually, you know, in the field with my manager and he's knocking over here. And then I I go I go knock on this side and he actually goes with me to knock on this door and helps me get the contingency signed. And I and I'll never forget my very first first deal because you know that that put three grand in my pocket. And I'm like, well, that that you know, that's that's all it took. You know, I, I'm being shy. I'm I'm being nervous. And all you have to do is be there to provide a service and allow, you know, show that they can trust you. And then I guess, you know, you you get paid. Right. And so after after that moment, I, I never went back to the person that that was scared and, and that was shy because I knew I, that I had to feed my family. Right. So I instead of just being good at sales, I, I put it on my back to be good for my family, right? This is this is why I got to do it. This is why I got to get up every morning. Uh, I may be feeling doubtful coming out the door. I may be feeling anxious, but I have to do this for my family. Dude, that is a so in, such an inspiring story because the most rewarding part when you said so, so much for being shy and bashful to, to being bold and confident and just that mindset shift, like you literally flipped a switch and the very next day, you end up getting your first sale. And there's something about that innate drive, having that why. And I, I hope, I, I know that people watching this are going to feel inspired because they're in, usually people find these interviews just like you did when you're kind of in the right. dumps. People aren't watching these interviews when they're when things are going well. They're watching the right. interviews when you're like, man, I could use some inspiration. I'm new at this. I'm, I'm in the dumps. In fact, I, just today, I, have to, I still have to respond. I have a message in my Facebook DMs of someone that had just read my book. And he's like, man, I'm at that point right now of like doubting why I'm in this. I'm looking for something else. I, I need I need to tap into that to that deeper why. So thank you for paying it forward. And, and John, you said that you started in, in April. Is that right? That's correct. Well, after training, I got rolling around April. Yes, sir. So you got rolling around April and uh, you just crossed. What did you end up selling in the calendar year? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, it's it's one million and seventy uh, 1.1. 1.1 in your first year, which by the way, for folks in you're you're in Alabama, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So right, what's average price per square by you? Do you know off the top of your head? I, I do not know off the top of okay. my head. That's all right. Uh for those that are watching one point one million in Alabama, um, the price per square is lower than the northern markets. So you talk to a guy from Minnesota, the price per square is going to be double. So for him to sell 1.1 million, he literally has to sell half the volume of roofs. So the fact right. that you sold 1.1 million in your very first year in the South with lower price per square with eight months of a season, and that's it, because you started in, in April, probably less, probably seven and a half-ish months, <laughs> right. you know, at the time you actually get going with a... Uh, 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 from going broke to this. So I want to, I want to ask you two, three, three questions as we wrap things up. Let's start with the first one. How has roofing sales changed your life? So roofing sales really, really taught me to have the big C word, which to me is courage. It, it, it taught me to go out there, face your fears, no matter if, so, and how to, how to, you know, face rejection too. So if somebody somebody tells me no now all that does is just just make me mad and, and want to go get more right mm -hmm. um so that that's one of the the biggest things that it, that roof and sales taught me is to not give up 
it, it's out there, but you you have to be you have to be the motivator in within yourself. You have to find it from somewhere else, and you have to go out there and get it. It's not it is not coming to you, my friend. You yeah. you have to be the one to go out there and get it. It sounds like roofing sales changed you as a person quite a bit. If I, I, I stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. No, absolutely financially too. But the biggest thing was was I, I take from it is for myself because there's always there's always money somewhere to be made. But if you can grow individually, you could go mm -hmm. make money anywhere, right? And yeah. so that the biggest thing for me was it, it taught me taught me courage to go out there and, and keep pushing and not to give up on the first rejection or you go down a road down a month later and, and you're still getting nose. If you if you keep digging. I guess digging the seed in a form of manner, um, you'll you'll find it out there. But you have to be willing to put the work in yourself. Yeah, love it. Second question for you: uh, Do you agree with the statement that roofing sales is personal development in disguise? <laughs> Absolutely, yes, sir. Absolutely. I, why is that? Why do you agree so well, strongly? Because it's personal development in disguise. Because the whole time this is going on, you have no idea that you're growing into a whole new individual, a more confident individual. You're you're chasing after things that you can't see that's in front of you at first, right? And then and then once you get a taste of it, you're you're all over it. Then, yeah, yeah. And my last question as we close this out, John, uh, what advice would you give yourself, it, knowing what you know now, if you could look back to John getting started? which is the same place that so many people that are watching this right now are, what advice would you give yourself to help fast track your success and save yourself some of the pain and the learning curve that there was? Just be relentless, man. Be a dog out there. It's, it's, it's tough. It's so tough in the beginning, but once you get a little further down the road, you'll look back and you'll be like, man, I, I'm so glad I went through all that because it taught me so much. It helped me grow as an individual. Yeah, I love it. John, I got to say thank you a ton for, for joining me and sharing your story here. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. As we come to a close, I just wanted to wrap up with a personal message, a quick ask and an invitation. First, I just want to say thank you so much for spending your very valuable time with me today, whether you were driving between appointments, working out or doing some chores like the dishes in the house. And if you've found any value in this episode or any others, if you've experienced personal sales breakthroughs or been able to give customers an even better experience on your journey to smashing your income goal, then I ask, would you please write me a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to right now? It means the world to me. And thank you so much. Now for the invitation. If you're an owner or a manager or a sales rep who's currently not satisfied with the sales training platform that you're using, maybe you don't really have a formal training for yourself or for your team, and you're looking for that place to turn that might align with the values and have the team already bought in, then I'd love to invite you to learn more about how I might be able to help. Just the same way I've helped many, many thousands of folks just like you solve the very same sales problems that you're likely facing right now. And this platform is currently being used in every single state in the US by many, 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 many thousands from tiny companies that are just getting started to quite a few of the largest roofing companies in America. And it's one of the reasons that I've been selected as Owens Corning's official sales training partner. Now, inside this program, you're going to learn how to self-generate more leads without having to spend more money on marketing or rely on your company if you're a sales rep and learn how to overcome objections right there on the spot like that without the cat getting your tongue or getting caught on your heels. And 
you'll be using a system to be closing sales in the house confidently without coming across as salesy and without winging it in the house. And the system is lightning fast and I put my money where my mouth is and I back it up with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not satisfied, I'll buy it back from you. And it is a one-time only investment. We don't rope you into monthly fees or annual fees buying the same stuff over and over again. Now, if any of that interests you, the best next step would be to get a demo. And that way you can see and decide for yourself if it's even worth it. And to do that is super easy. You can just text the word demo, D-E-M-O, to 303-222-7133. That's demo to 303 222 7133. Can't wait to tour you around. And thank you again for joining me on this episode. And I can't wait to tune in with you on the next one.